You're listening to Classic Movies Live, the pre-recorded show where we talk about movies that just came out. And today's movie, uh, well, by the time this came, this comes out, it will have come out. But when we're recording this, it is actually not out yet. Today's movie is Shazam. Shazam. Which is uh, DC's, is it DC's answer to Captain Marvel? I mean, kind of. It came out at the same time, so sure, sure. DC's answer to Captain Marvel. And uh, basically DC's answer to Superman, really, because it's basically just Superman, but he's magic now. Uh, anyway, um, we thought it was good to spoil the episode for you. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, we actually did a pretty good job of avoiding spoilers this time until maybe half an hour in. So yep. you're, you're, you're cool to listen to most of it. And we do actually tell you when we're about to spoil the movie. So there you go. You have that to look forward to. And, um, yeah, I'm going to put on a trailer now and then we're going to be right back with lots of talking about Shazam. You've run from foster homes in six counties. I can take care of myself. When you're 18, give these people a chance, because that's what they're giving you. This is Billy Batson. Make sure you make him feel at home. They seem nice, but don't buy it. It gets real Game of Thrones around here. Dude. Just messing around. You look at me and you're like, why so dark? You're a disabled foster kid. You've got it all. If you could have one superpower, what would you pick? Everybody chooses flight. You know why? So they can fly away from this conversation. No, because heroes fly. What, you need your fake family to stand up for you? Hey. Man, sorry about that. Go, go, go! Grab it! Get out the way! Billy Batson, I choose you as champion. Hello? Say my name so my powers may flow through you. But I don't know your name, sir. Shazam. Are you for real? Say okay! Shazam? What is happening? You're the only person I know that knows anything about this Cape Crusader stuff. Can I? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, right? What are your superpowers? Superpowers, dude? I don't even know how to pee in this thing. AM to the BM, BM to the AM. You have super strength. BM, you just Can you fly? If I quit your BM, I still rock my safe. If I quit this season, Whoa. I still be your You okay? Why are you talking? BM. Sit down. You know, I don't think that's gonna buff out. Your phone charged. Your phone charged. What the hell? You're like a bad guy, right? Gentlemen! You have bullet immunity! I'm bulletproof. <laughs> You're dead. Sorry about your window, but nice. you're welcome for not getting robbed. Oh, hey, what's up? I'm a superhero. You're listening to Classic Movies Live, the pre-recorded show where we talk about movies that just came out. This is Heatwave Radio. My name is Jeff Bulmer. This is my co-host, Pierre. Say hi, Pierre. Hello. Uh, Pierre, what are we talking about today? We're talking about Shazam, DC's latest... Superhero. I mean, they only make superhero movies. They only really do. Well, DC's I mean, latest movie. Have they made a non-superhero movie? Uh, I guess. Well, we were just talking about the Joker. I guess that's technically that's, not a superhero. It kind. I mean, it kind of counts, but like, it kind of doesn't count. He doesn't too. have powers. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's very grounded. But anyways. Anyway, <laughs> Joker's gonna be a good movie. Go yeah, see yeah, it. Yeah, we're uh, we're gonna talk about it eventually, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah Shazam. Shazam. So Shazam. 
as of recording this, Shazam is not out yet. Yeah, we got the sp- special sneak preview, I guess. Yeah, we did it because we we got that because we are uh, noted and well recognized film critics, of and they only let people into pre screenings who are noted and well recognized film critics. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we've we've made it big. We made mm-hmm. it big. Well, that and the bribes, but the bribes, the bribes, the unimportant. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, the people need don't need to know. About that. No, no one needs to know about that. Yeah. Uh, especially not our. Uh, yeah anyway so uh shazam um it was a movie it was a movie uh tell us what shazam's about pierre shazam is about a boy named billy batson who gains superpowers by okay, this, actually he gains superpowers by being teleported to this ancient sorcerer's lair and by saying his name and and then the rest of the movie is him learning how to be a 15-year-old boy that can turn into a man at will. Yeah, so like his superpowers... Super, superhuman strength, yeah. So his superpowers are when he says Shazam, he like just turns into Zachary Levi. Essentially, yeah. And, and then... Extremely over-buff Zachary Levi, yeah, I might add. Actually Superman, basically. Yeah. But like... Without laser eyes, I guess. Does he not have laser eyes? He doesn't. He doesn't have laser eyes. He can eyes. shoot. He can shoot lightning. Lightning. Yeah. I guess that's almost better. It's it's, it's probably better because you can aim it better, I feel like. And it's more useful, like, you can, like, you know, power phones and stuff. He does do that a yes. few times. Yeah. Except he breaks phones, too. Like, it's it's sort of a That might have just a been sword. a Samsung Note. Yeah, and it true. And exploded coincidentally. That's probably what it was. <laughs> Don't try and power up a Note 7 with, uh, la- with lightning hands. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, um, but yeah, so then the rest of the movie is, I guess it's a pretty grounded movie and that is just him trying to find his family. Yeah. I guess. And which I really liked. It kind of, it kind of reminded me of a Sam Raimi's Spider-Man movies in that sense of that yeah. very grounded element. And then, uh, and then, yeah, and then he fights an evil, the evil guy. That's basically it. Yeah. Honestly. Like <laughs> that's the, the whole movie. All, all the, all the superhero cliches are there. Like he has all of the powers. Uh, he has to save a bus um you know that happens in a lot of superhero movies yeah that happened in man of steel man that happens in a lot of superhero movies like uh, there's in spider-man 2 he saves a train mm-hmm. in man of steel he saves a bus i think in oh. superman the original one he saves a bus there's a superman batman movie. returns he saves a plane superman returns he saves a plane yeah does isn't there a batman movie where he saves a bus there, no. there, there was a school bus in the Dark Knight Rises, but Batman had nothing to do with it. Right. I think there's a well. There's a bus in the dark in the in in uh, Batman Begins oh, too. No, you but know like what? It's on fire. So. You know what? Batman actually destroys a train in Batman Begins. Oh, so he does the he so does the reverse of in a way. Spider-Man. Batman subverts expectations <laughs> by destroying a bus. Yeah, yeah. This was a year after Spider-Man 2 came out and he had to save a subway train. Oh, my God. Which was... So it really changed... Batman Begins really changed the game. Yeah, I guess no, that was Nolan's way of shitting on Spider-Man. Yeah, is, uh, you know, Spider-Man saves buses, but my Batman, yeah. my Batman he kills trains. <laughs> well, I guess Spider-Man saved a train. I'm, I'm not sure why I'm fixated on buses. Yeah, now. what is with that, man? Um, we gotta get this straightened out. But anyway, in, in Shazam, he saves a train. There's a villain who's who fits really well into the story, but is kind of a generic villain. Like, yeah. all of the superhero tropes are there, but really this is more a movie about family and, like, learning mm-hmm. to, you know, like, the different... What, what is family? That's really what the point mm-hmm. of this movie is. Yeah. And I think that since it's focused... Since it's, like, built around that, that's why it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I should say I really liked this movie. This mm-hmm. is another movie that I really liked. Nice. Um, and this is... Oh, this is the second episode in a row where we're talking about a superhero named Captain Marvel. Do I sound smart yet? Wait a sec. <laughs> uh, yeah, way back when, in the 50s, when Shazam was first introduced, he was introduced as Captain Marvel, which actually makes a lot of sense when you consider that Shazam cannot say his own superhero name without turning, without, like, not <laughs> exactly. becoming a superhero anymore. Yeah. I mean, they play with it. They go, like, his name is Captain Sparklefinger and yeah. stuff like that. So, like... I mean, it's classy of them, I guess, not to use the name Captain Marvel, and that that has officially been retired in DC Comics. Mm-hmm. But like, Shazam needs a name other than Shazam, otherwise he can never say it. Yeah, <laughs> which is sort of the only like, which is kind of like the crux of. I mean, yeah. that could have been a cool thing to play with, actually. Like, yeah, they'd be like, "What's your real name?" and be like, "Sha," uh, <laughs> <laughs> he can't say it. So like, and they, do, I guess they do 
That that could have been, that could have had a funny moment. I don't know that this movie needed more funny moments. <sighs> That's though, because true. like it was, packed with them. it was this was like rapid fire jokes and yeah. probably ninety percent of them landed. I thought yeah. it, I thought it worked really well. This movie is really funny. Yeah, which DC movies typically aren't or mm. are for like unintentional reasons. Yeah, or like, they try to, and it's just Aquaman bad. was hilarious, but I don't know that it was hilarious where it tried to be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I remember laughing in the scene where he murders the the guy's dad at the start. Yeah, like <laughs> I thought that was so funny the way he. <laughs> so when me and my dad uh, went to see Aquaman, we didn't we didn't smuggle booze into the theater because you wouldn't do that. Of course not. But we were like trying to see if you could make a drinking game out of it, and we yeah. were just like, okay. And so I was like to dad. Every time Aquaman, like, does an action pose and then looks backwards into the camera, that's when you would take a drink. Yeah. We counted 30 drinks at least oh by the end. Because, like, he looks into the camera and just, like, smirks yeah. so many times. Yeah. It's perfect. But also, like, it's not Annoying. really a quality <laughs> movie. No. It's just, like, it's just kind of great. Yeah. That sounds like a Zack Snyder thing where it's just, like, lots of cool action poses. It was... In pretty moments, but they like, don't actually add up to anything. Yes, except it was James Wan who pulls it off more consistently than Zack Snyder does. That's 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 because like fair. I wouldn't, I don't know that he necessarily does it better because Zack Snyder, when it works, works really well. Three Hundred and Watchmen are such good movies and have lots of those really cool action moments. Mm-hmm. If you look at James Wan's work, like the the last couple of Fast and the Furious movies, mm-hmm. they're pretty consistently the same level of quality. Mm-hmm. Where like, well, he only directed one of those. Oh, I guess he only directed. One. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I, I, I kind of get what you mean. He he maintained yeah. the quality. They're they're consistent throughout. Where yeah. like Zack Snyder, Batman versus Superman has a couple of good moments, but a lot of the action moments just don't don't work. Yeah. Um, but speaking of directors, uh, this was directed by David F. Sandberg, I think. He, uh, that sounds right. He directed uh, Annabelle Creation. What That's a the only strange other movie. sidestep. I mean, it makes sense because him and James Wan worked together. Like okay. James Wan was on The Conjuring. And Annabelle Creation is like part of the Conjuring universe. Why is that a universe? I don't know. <laughs> but but anyway. James Wan made it, and I think right. that that was DC's strategy of, oh, they made a profitable Conjuring universe, so well, let's just bring their best directors and so make is, a DC universe as well. Is DC's strategy uh, now that Zack Snyder is on leave, mm-hmm. let's just bring in James Wan and pals? Because I like that strategy. Yeah, well, I, I like it a lot. It's, it's working, working well so far, money wise. Like, actually, I don't know. Well, we don't know how much this movie's gonna make. No right, idea. because technically it's not out yet, so we yeah. know how much the pre the pre screenings made. I, yeah. I think that's probably guess, information. That's probably not that much, anyways. That um, actually might not even be information that's out yet. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I I will say I did notice, like talking about this director's style, I did notice that I I mean I've never seen Animal Creation, so I guess I don't know the style that well, but I do notice like the horror elements were there. Specifically, I thought the the moments where. Like like the scene where the dad the son kills the board members. Oh shit! Wait, are we? Do we care about spoilers? Should we? The son kills the board members doesn't really say very okay, much. Fine. But also at this point, just in case anyone's still listening, we may do spoilers. Okay. Cool. I'm. I mean, I don't think you can spoil that much of this movie anyway, it's unless you like literally give away the ending. Yeah. But like. I won't give away the twist. Yeah, I'm not gonna give away the ending either. But um, it's a good ending though. But there, there's this scene where a lot of board members are killed, and uh, it, it actually reminded me a lot of remember. In Spider-Man 2, where Dr. Octopus murders all the the doctors um, in a very horror-esque movie scene. I I think that's a much better horror scene. It was but definitely I get what a lot saying. better. This, this felt, but it, it felt like along the same element, I guess. I, I, yeah, I, I yeah. felt the horror vibes, especially from the, the creatures. Right. That makes sense. And I thought that was a cool touch. Yes. Um, I would say that, uh, I would say that the creatures, the creatures worked for what they were. They were just really boring. Like the designs were just kind of dumb. I kind of like the designs. Actually. Like I, I didn't, cool. I didn't hate the designs in general, but mm-hmm. I thought that like they were not very individual, and I didn't understand. I mean, I, I knew who the creatures were because they had names. Yeah. But like, it just kind of didn't. They weren't very impactful. Oh no, definitely not. They, like if you asked me to describe them, I'd be like, there was a fat one. Yeah. For gluttony, <laughs> and that's it. That's all I, I could remember. I think, I think that like. This movie leaned into superhero tropes in a lot of ways, and mm-hmm. it definitely did so by design. Mm-hmm. Like, 
the the villain worked well within the story and actually had a decent backstory and stuff, but the villain was generic, and I think that's entirely by design because like they picked someone who looks or who's very easy to make look like a very generic villain. Like Mark Strong, if you look at Mar- any press photo of Mark Strong, he's you're like, evil. he's evil. <laughs> yeah. uh, and and he plays a lot of bad guys and a lot of very generic bad guys too. Uh, his his demons were all like very gargoyle, dark dark gargoyle looking guys. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't really stand out, but also they didn't, I think that was by design. Like. Uh, the focus of this movie, I guess what I'm trying to say is the focus of this movie was very much on uh, Shazam and like how cool the ma- the magic elements of Shazam were, I think. Mm. Um, and I don't know that the movie that the villains necessarily suffered for it, but uh, they were definitely pushed kind of to the sidelines in favor of that. Yeah, like the main conflict wasn't really between Shazam and. Uh, bad guy i don't know bartholomew thaddeus something i don't know he had some big name i can't remember ted (laughs) we'll call him ted ted the bad guy yeah it wasn't really between shazam and ted the bad guy it was between shazam and like his sidekick actually who uh you know one of the other foster kids who is very jealous but mostly just wants to like live vicariously through his brother who now has all of these powers Mm -hmm. that he absolutely does not deserve Mm -hmm. But yeah, and I thought that was actually a really great conflict. That, yes, it's they, a, that worked really well. They, pick, they picked a good actor for it. Usually, mm-hmm. I, I saw Dumbo recently, and that reminded me how bad kid actors can be. Yeah, um, but this one was actually really good. I, he, I mean, I don't know. He might actually be like twenty, and he looks like fifteen or. 14. I don't know that he is. I have no idea. But like, anyway, like, yeah. Like, yeah. So, but he he was really good, and I bought. I honestly thought he was like probably the best actor. So in like. The movie. This this year and last year, I've been so consistently impressed by child actors that I've almost forgotten that there are bad child actors, and I know that that's gonna bite me really hard mm-hmm. sometime soon. Yeah, because like Shazam had great child actors. I didn't dislike any of them. That's and you, true. And like child yeah. actors are supposed to be the bad part of the movie. Yeah. And like Eighth Grade had great child actors. Uh, if you've seen that, that was a year ago. I saw The Babysitter recently, which didn't have, you know, the one child actor sucked, but also he wasn't that bad for what the movie was. Mm -hmm. I feel like there was something else recently that I saw, and I can't remember what it was. There's been some good child actors recently, and I'm impressed. Mm, Quiet Place. Quiet Place had good child actors. Hereditary had good child actors. Mm. Actually, horror movies in general. Horror movies in general, I guess, have... They do pretty good. From what what I've seen. I would say better on average than other genres, for sure. It had good yeah, child yeah. actors. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. This one, this one really nailed it. Also, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, so that and, I, I like, I like how you focused. Like that was the main conflict of the movie, yeah. which is a nice touch. But then they kind of, I think they kind of throw it away in the third act, anyways. What do you mean? Well, like the, then, then after after that, it just becomes good guy versus bad guy, fight, fight, fight. Yes, you and know. it leans into that a lot, and, and they, it, I guess it. It's sort of a generic third act, but it also kind of works because, like, they they subvert important parts of it. Uh, Basically, Sorry, I, I the fight specifically between Shazam and Ted mm-hmm. works really well. Uh, mm-hmm. The other fights that are going on simultaneously, not so much. I don't really care about those. Yeah, but like the the main fight well, is is good. I mean, even so, like the the problem was that I found like. Ted at the start. Sorry, I have a weird. <laughs> it feels really weird to say Ted. I keep thinking of Teddy remember. Bear. Do you want me to know? Look up what his actual yeah, name sure, is. Yeah, sure. Okay. That. I want to say it is Thaddeus, but it's something close to that. It starts with a T. I think Thaddeus is the name of uh... Silvana. Doctor Savannah is his name. Yeah. And I think it's Thaddeus Savannah. Thaddeus Savannah. Um. I mean, it sounds right. It sounds Dr. like Doctor Savannah. I don't think that's. Dr. Savannah, Thaddeus Bodog Savannah. Oh, okay, well. Ted. Right. Ted Savannah. So, Ted. Ted was, at the uh, No, okay, so he had a really good start. Mm-hmm. Uh, they dedicated, I think, an unusual amount of time in the pre, like, the pre-movies. Not a pre-movies, but, like, the cold open or whatever. So, I guess, I guess if we're talking spoilers, like, this is barely a spoiler because it's right at the beginning, yeah, but yeah. it is kind of a spoiler, but I think we should just explain the beginning. What yeah. happens at the very beginning is... Uh, Thaddeus Savannah as a kid is like going to upstate New York or something with his dad and his brother. Poor dicks. 
who are dicks. Yeah. And like he gets transported to the wizard's cave, and the wizard is like, "Yo, you want my powers?" And he's like, "Yeah, absolutely. I want my power. I want your powers." And then like a voice from nowhere is like, "You should." take the powers instead of listening to the wizard mm-hmm. so he like gives in to temptation because he's a kid who just wants to get away from his family <laughs> yeah. and the wizard is like no you stupid kid you're never gonna amount to anything you you, you piece of trash yeah. go away and like this scars Dr. Savannah for life like yeah. the, the one time he's taken away from his crappy home life and like someone gives him a chance that someone turns around and is like Nah. You're bad, actually. Yeah. Go away. You're never going to amount to anything. Is what makes that villain work so well is because just within 10 minutes, you have his entire backstory, and it's actually tragic. Like, ever, I don't, even, if, even if you've never had a similar experience, you can absolutely relate to that immediately. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. I just, so, they just drop. I, like, it was really good at the start, yeah. like, the first, but then once he... Um, like then, finishes his goal. Yeah. Uh, I won't say what he does, but he finishes his goal in like the first third of the movie, and then and then after that, it's just like I want to kill Shazam. Yeah, and essentially at, at the end, and, they they bring it out a little bit. They bring out that conflict a little bit in the moments where they kind of, perhaps subtly, perhaps not so subtly, have Shazam and him talking about like the meaning of family, which is the whole point of the movie. Mm-hmm. It sort of comes back, but overall you end up with overall in the last act it ends up with he's a bad guy fighting the good guy yeah and there's still good moments there but it does kind of fall away from the uh from what made him so compelling at the beginning mm-hmm. which really that's the biggest flaw of this movie is like Sivana starts out as a really compelling villain and doesn't get completely bad by the end but only drops off like he starts really high and goes lower yeah which is unfortunate yeah but yeah i guess well they wanted to make it just felt lazy you know they were like we're gonna do what we have to do to set up this villain properly and yeah. just not let that touch it i think it would have been really cool if they pursued like his jealousy of shazam for him being worthy mm-hmm. and he wasn't all those years ago yeah and, like him questioning like what because like, you get elements of that. You're just a kid, that. right? You know? Yeah. He, yeah, you do get it, some touches, but he doesn't... I guess he does it more out of anger, which I think it would have been cool to see. Because like, Savannah, the character kind of feels like a kid that never really... He's hung up on his childhood, right? Right, and so, they don't develop that as much as they could. Yeah, it would have been really cool to see like elements of that kid still in there who's mm. like struggling to understand what happened entirely. The problem... I think the biggest problem is right near the end... Um, they sort of flash to that because his his gargoyles are uh, the seven deadly sins, mm-hmm. and one of them that never ever leaves his body, so he can remain pretty much immortal, yeah. is envy. And at the end, they have Shazam try and draw out envy, and he does that. But I think it would be better if like he was drawing out envy not by trying to speak to the sin itself, which is what he does, but by actually speaking to Savannah. Because the whole reason... So, like, the reason that envy is there, I guess, is because envy is the bad, bad guy. I don't know. But, like, the reason that envy could be the one that sticks with Savannah is because Savannah himself is an incredibly jealous person Mm. and has this jealousy of anyone who actually gets the wizard's powers mm-hmm. so so envy is there for a reason and it feels like it's the wrong reason yeah it, i get the yeah they could that's yeah. so true they could have used that but mm-hmm. then it was just like yeah they they could have mixed envy with the character but they just yes. kind of again that just kind of feels a little lazy where yeah um that's such like a i don't know it feels like a very basic like screenwriting I have a feeling I have a feeling like for sure every screenwriter thought of that yeah and maybe not exactly that way but like elements of what I said are there in the movie and they just didn't know how to make it work or didn't make it work I'm not for sure exactly what but like it was there and they didn't quite deliver on it honestly they might have had it but then like they took it out because they might have thought it was too complicated for the audience could or, be because it, it it's kind of because it felt a lot like a kids movie but then you have those scenes of like just outright disgusting murder and I'm like 
Wait, well, what? I feel like, if anything, um, in order for that to work at the end, for what I said to work at the end, they need to be developing Savannah in that direction the whole way. Mm, that's and true. At ti- and they kind of aren't. Mm-hmm. They sort of just sideline that bit, even though they... If, if they didn't, then it would make perfect sense at the end. But the way that it is, if you just change that scene, mm. it would be it would make sense, but it would kind of come out of nowhere in the same way. Maybe. Yeah. So maybe that's... That's true. That's it. Maybe. it would have felt, yeah, no Chekhov's gun or whatever. Yeah. So... Um, oh, can we talk about the action sequences? Yeah, absolutely. I thought they were interesting because here you have a suit. They have, you have to be creative with it because they got... This is a relatively low-budget movie for a superhero movie. Right? Oh, yeah. I think it was like... Like one twenty million or something. I mean, it's still a shit ton of money. Well, one twenty million is like nothing. Com- yeah, for a regular Com- superhero movie. I don't know how much Avengers costs, but it and probably it was like crossed million. I would at this point. the the new Avengers is probably like the gross domestic product of a small country in Europe. Yeah. Like it <laughs> it costs as much as buying Lithuania. Yeah, but so they have they have the challenge of having a superhero that's as strong as Superman and can do all those things, yet filming it in a way that looks believable despite a small budget yeah and also um isn't a cgi mess oh I yeah guess. well like, and isn't like like if man of steel like they had they had enough money to pull that fight off but it was just a massive zachary levi's uh costume as shazam is just a really well-made muscle suit yeah i <laughs> it's actually like he looks he literally looks i think that might have been the point but he looks like an action figure yeah you know because like like you know, you know how Halloween costumes they have like foam padding. And yeah, stuff? he yeah. had that. This, yeah, yeah. So, um, but I, I thought, I thought when he was fighting like Doctor Savannah, Savannah Ted, um, <laughs> Ted, I like how they brought it into smaller. Like they have a fight in the mall, mm-hmm. and they they play around in the toy store a bit and stuff. And he like throws Batmobiles at him. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was so cute. Just like, and they were fighting in a change room as well and stuff. I I thought I, I guess I liked how they. They mix it up. Like, it wasn't just yeah. them fighting. I mean, they kind of do that. At the, they were just fighting in the air at the end. But um, Yeah. That, well, that's... Even, even when they were fighting in the air, the place they were actually fighting was just, like, was was the top of an apartment building. Um... They didn't do a lot of fighting there, but they just, like, they oh. fought on the top of an apartment building, and then they went yeah. back. Yeah. So, but I, I guess I thought it was cool with how they played that. Because I thought it just ended up being really boring you know just like yeah like each other we don't really need another batman versus superman they've destroyed an entire part of the city which is now a wasteland that they mm-hmm. can fight in yeah they, they kept it very the, the fighting very grounded yeah which i appreciate it mm-hmm. and i i don't know it was, it was all like like it was all pretty well filmed too like there were no points where i couldn't really understand what was going on, on a fight. yeah from what i remember um, I mean, the honestly, the whole third act is like fighting, and it all just kind of felt like a blur to me. So yeah, fair enough. I can't really remember what happened there. But, um, yeah. Speaking of the action sequences, I don't know that these really count, but what I really liked were the scenes of, uh, like, the scenes where he has to be a hero in the first and second acts, like um, like him saving the woman in the park or saving quote yeah. unquote. Yeah, or where he's where he's testing out where they're testing out whether or not he's bulletproof. Oh yeah, yeah. they go into the gas station yeah. and it gets held up, and he yeah. just like immediately hides behind the behind um, like his a bunch friend. of yeah he hides behind his friend a bunch of chips yeah. and his friend's like oh, dude you're a superhero you're a superhero <laughs> you you can save these people and it's like yeah. oh yeah I can do that so he walks over and he's like excuse me gentlemen mm-hmm. uh, what's going on here and they try shooting him and it doesn't do anything so he's like shoot me in the face. <laughs> That was fun. Yeah, honestly, like any of those sequences that involved him just playing around with his powers. Yeah, um, those were gold. Seriously, that that carried the movie in my the opinion, scene. A the lot. scene that like probably for me the best scene in the movie is where he has to save the bus. Mm. Like he cu- he he accidentally uh, derails a bus with his lightning hands. Yeah, and then um, the bus is like about to fall down from the highway so he runs over because he can get there and like that yeah. because he's got light speed basically yeah. um, and then he just waits like he doesn't know what to do at that point yeah. and he just like spends five minutes looking at this bus trying to figure out what to do and yeah. that for me is the best scene because like he actually is just a kid who has yeah. no idea what he's doing yeah, yeah uh, so it's, it's those moments of because that's what makes him unique right yeah. he, is, he is a kid I guess it's 
It's kind of like Spider-Man in a way. It's what makes him, when he's done well, and he's been done pretty well the last couple of years in the comics because Jeff Johns, for a while, refused to let anyone else write a Shazam comic. Except for him. Except for him. Mm -hmm. And, like, uh, it's what makes him good in the comics, too, because, you know, Superman has the perspective of he's a 30-year-old guy and he had this great upbringing and he has 30 years of experience going into being Superman. Mm. Batman, same thing. Any superhero, the same thing. Billy Batson... He woke up one day and had powers, and he was 14. Yeah. So, like, he brings an entirely different perspective to the entire Justice League. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the Justice League will look at a problem, and they'll think about they'll think about how they can stop it and in really well written in really well written books they'll think about how the poli- how this would affect the politics of the world and Shazam just goes in and he's like I don't know let's just go do the right thing because he can think about that that's a terrible example but yeah. like he no, comes like, in it with the mind of a child right yeah and that's mind of, it's like a fresh perspective yeah that's and what it's what that's what makes him a good character in the comics and I liked seeing uh, I liked the flash I really liked Zachary Levi in this role because Zachary Levi plays like a big child. Yeah. And he does it really well. Yeah. I, I thought, I kind of thought the uh, the transition felt a little off. I actually thought like the adult Zachary Levi played it too, either he played it too childlike or the kid played it too adult-like. But like when, when he transformed, it felt like he was way more immature than he was, than Billy was. Maybe. Um, I don't know if that was just like a disconnect. It might have just been because like it, it could feel so weird because to be it is... like in a brand new body and have yeah. all these powers. Well, um, I was thinking like as, Zach- tra- as Zachary Levi, like he's got all of these powers. He can do anything. Yeah. So like you're gonna be a. Li- I think you're gonna be. You're a little freer to be yourself if you can do anything and nothing can hurt you than yeah. if you're 15. That might be it too. I guess I wish there was a little more. I didn't feel any much emotional. Uh, heaviness, I guess. Because mm-hmm. the actor for Billy Batson, I can't remember his name, but he Asher Angel, I think. Maybe I don't. Know. Um, but he wasn't as he wasn't as like lighthearted and funny. Yeah. Um, but he and charismatic. But he did bring a very deep emotional connection to the role, and like in yeah. a search for his mother. Right? It's weird because the the young Billy Batson was the emo- was like the the emotional dramatic center of this movie where mm-hmm. Zachary Levi was all the comedy. Exactly. Yeah. Which which it would have been nice I guess yeah. to see Zachary Levi have to pull off some of the emotional beats. Well, in the that's movie. why I liked that's why I liked that bus scene because that's where Zachary Levi actually True. had to bring that, right? Yeah, that's the first time like you you could see he was scared, right? Yeah, that and maybe um, the mall scene. Like the what might have been interesting is when he goes to see his mom, he does it as Zachary Levi because he's like scared to to meet her yeah. as as him as him right I don't know that that scene would have been better than how it turned out That's true but also I would have liked to see that like where I, Zachary Levi's well I guess it might it would have been yeah, interesting I it guess it would have been interesting cuz I think it would add a little cuz it felt like when he turned into Zachary <laughs> That's so weird when he <laughs> when turned he t- when he turned into Zachary Levi or like when he all, turned all into the, Shazam, like the, both of those things are correct. All the darkness of like leaving or not missing his mom was just kind of disappeared completely, right? Yeah. So it like maybe didn't have to be the scene where he does meet his mom, but ah oh, shit, I guess that's a spoiler too. Fuck. He meets his mom. Yeah. Okay. But essentially, <laughs> you know, we're doing spoilers now anyway. Essentially, it would have been nice to tie to tie it together because it it did feel like there was a disconnect between the two characters yeah. at times. There was one. Oh, fuck. There was, I swear there was one more thing I wanted to talk about. I can't remember it though. Superman cameo? There's uh, no Superman cameo. <laughs> not really, no. I, I think it's kind of hilarious because, like, Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers has the rights to all of the DC movies. They have the rights to Henry Cavill as Superman, mm. and Henry Cavill could not come to this movie as Superman. Well, he's done. He's not technically. Not technically, but I'm pretty sure he's like filming The Witcher now, right? Yeah. And I'm I'm pretty sure he sounded pretty bored with like the role by now, and Batflex out too. That's that That's one. For sure. That one is very sad to me. I know, right? Because like, like, I don't think he got a. I don't think he got a good chance as Batman. No, it was like when he did, like, like he carried Batman v Superman. I yeah. mean, like it was impossible to carry that movie, but he he tried. He really he was really the best hard. part of that movie. Yeah, but then he was and also like one of the worst parts of Justice League, in my opinion. Yeah, so <laughs> which kind of sucked. But what was the best part of Justice League? The Flash. Uh, that's a good question. Actually, I didn't like The Flash that much. I thought that The Flash was the most... like. Okay, so in The Beatles, 
originally there were uh, I think it was Pete Best was the drummer, so it was mm-hmm. uh, John Paul George and Pete Best. Mm-hmm. And Pete Best uh, eventually, I think, got nixed. I don't remember if he left the band. I'm pretty sure he got removed from the band. Yeah. And they hired a new drummer, Ringo. Yeah. And they hired Ringo. Ringo happened to be from the same place that they all were. But Ringo was hired because he was the be- because he was like of all the people they could find, he was the most Beatles mm. that they could find. And that's part of the reason why my personal favorite Beatle is Ringo because after the Beatles, like. Um, George, Paul, and John all explored their own creative avenues, and they were cool, but like very different and very different from the Beatles. Yeah. Ringo, when he did his solo stuff, all of it sounded like the Beatles because Ringo was just a naturally very Beatles guy, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And uh, the point I was trying to get at is the Flash in Justice League, like his character was the most consistently what that movie looked like it was going for of all of the characters. <laughs> because Batfleck doesn't make any sense in that movie. Yeah. Aquaman doesn't make any sense in that movie. Wonder Woman is completely different from what she... Well, I mean, she's in that movie and she's the same as what she is in her solo movie, but there's no point of her being there because she's completely different from anything else in that movie. Cyborg yeah. is a wreck. Yeah. Flash is the only character who like fits that movie. And like you don't have to like him, mm. but that's what I felt in Justice League is that he was the only one who actually seemed like he belonged there. That's fair. Um I liked Superman. Actually, that was my favorite. Yeah, Superman. Surprisingly, I've never liked Superman until I saw that movie. I actually really liked some some Superman scenes in that yeah. movie. Um, specifically the one where he like comes back and talks to Lois. I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm seeing an actual portrayal of Superman on yeah. screen." Yeah. No, that was cool. Yeah. I, I'm surprised. I never thought I'd say Superman was my favorite part of anything. No, I'm so. still waiting for a really good Superman movie because, like, the best Superman comics are the ones where the author doesn't find some new kind of kryptonite that Superman can't do anything to. Yeah. The, you just find, the author finds something that Superman just actually can't do anything against, like cancer or something. Yeah. And, like, they haven't ever explored that in a way that made sense in a movie Mm. and I mean it's hard to do so that's why it hasn't happened but like all of the movies especially the most recent movies have been there's another big bad can Superman punch him hard enough I guess I guess (laughs) because he has to yeah oh uh oh no I was gonna never mind I take it back same I don't know what I was gonna say (laughs) but oh speaking of uh well, I want to talk about the family, the theme. Yes. Of the, the yeah, main let's theme talk of the about movie. family. I feel like that was the most important thing. How's your family doing? Are they okay? Are they good? Sure. <laughs> cool. How's your family? They're they're pretty good. Right. They're they're having a good time. Yeah. Uh, there have been rough patches this year, but oh, I think okay. those rough patches are over. It's a, it's just a generally good time. Hey, rough patches allow for fresh fruit to grow. That's a saying. I don't know if that's. <laughs> I don't know if that's accurate at all. People either. do say that, including. Pierre Frigon in 2019. Thank you. Quote me on that. Yes, or I don't. I, I, Feel I'm going to. I'm going to quote you on that a lot. Actually, okay, great. Um, going to hang it on my wall. Dear God. Uh, <laughs> I re- I love I love the family in this movie. We yes. talked about child actors earlier, I guess, but we never really delved into like they all worked really well. Mm-hmm. I, I loved how I I actually I guess I knew from the trailers, but I I've never seen an, a movie with like. A foster home. Yeah, and I'm I still not entirely sure what a foster home was. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I thought like people usually went like I, I thought foster parents usually like, they would like take care of one child, right? But I thought it was really cool taking care of like it was like yeah, it felt like uh, it almost felt like a school mm-hmm. in a way, you know, of kids, kind of like Harry Potter or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the parents were awesome. I thought I thought it was really touching how like the main theme was just. Billy finding... I mean, it was pretty obvious that was going to happen, but right. Billy finding out who his family really is and accepting that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we've had movies... There have been movies before the Darjeeling Limited is one, but, like, you probably wouldn't like that movie. Hmm. Uh, but anyway, uh, like, where the point is, like... Where the point is that someone is adopted and they have and they end up coming to terms with the fact that no, their adopted family is actually their real family, and their real mm-hmm. family is not doesn't mean that much to them or mm-hmm. something. You know, we've had that before, but never in the context of a foster home, which is interesting because like I have seen foster homes in the past, but I've never seen them like in a movie. Yeah, 
And I well, I like how I think it adds definitely adds a big thing to it in that like this 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 wasn't a foster family isn't a family you're born into no and you have to accept it's a family like billy in this case he chose to be with his family yeah and because he's ran away from so many others right and i thought the parents were really cool with like you know we understand you probably don't want to be here you have to choose to be here if you don't want to be here we're not going to make you stay yeah and that was like that that was the whole that was a big theme of the movie billy had to choose to leave behind his old life or accept his life as, as it is now right um and i love how it's it was really it was really cool how it tied I'm not gonna say how, but it did tie into the superpower element in a very big way yes. of having a family. And I thought I, I I didn't like the the execution at all. I did like the concept though. Yes. Um and uh yeah, I do you I mean, okay, do you do you wanna talk about can we say just say spoilers here and then talk about the ending? We can. If you wanna talk okay. about it we can I, talk I about really it. want to. Okay. Okay, cool. Okay, so, so I'm going to just preface this. Way back when in the 50s, Captain Marvel had sidekicks called the Marvel Family. And that's going to tie into (laughs) what Pierre's going to say. I I didn't know they were called the Marvel Family. I'm pretty sure they were called the Marvel Family. That sounds so sad for Marvel Studios. (laughs) But, so, yeah, so yeah, so essentially at the end of the movie, um, Shazam, they win the fight by, he gathers his new family and they all touch the the staff they all touch the touch the rod they make a joke, a joke about that that was actually kind of funny um they all touch his rod <laughs> and then and then they what well, they say these magic words and then they all get one type of power that Shazam has. no they all get all of them they all get all of them yeah really yeah oh I thought it was like one guy gets electricity and one I'm gets flight. pretty sure I don't think so well, like, I'm, no definitely yeah? because like they can all they were all super fast Weren't they? No, it was just one. It was just the the, the, maybe, maybe the young they, girl. Maybe they didn't all get the the powers, but like but, I thought they got all powers. Uh, maybe well, not. Maybe yeah. I guess uh, we'll see in the sequel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's a well. Okay, so, never mind. I'm gonna focus. Shazam um, and the Shazamets. The I thought yeah. So I thought that was cool how they brought they they kind of tied the two plots together: mm-hmm. a family and a superhero life, and like really integrated it. Um, I didn't like the execution because I thought the fight scenes were really, really boring. Yeah. I thought all the character, all the dialogue and the characters being like, oh my God, I could shoot. I thought that, like, I could shoot lightning out of my hands or I can fly. I thought that was just, like, really cringy. The only one I mean, I, it made sense. The only one I kids, really, but... really liked, like, I didn't actually hate any of those, but the only one I really, really liked was the girl that played the youngest girl. Because, mm-hmm. like, but... she was like, 23 she was like 23 or something and she yeah. was doing she was pulling off such a perfect impression of a seven-year-old yeah yeah, yeah. it was it was glorious that was kind of cute i really liked that yeah. the other ones i i don't i didn't care that much yeah i can't remember but yeah like execute the idea was good the fight dragged on way too long yeah well. i think the i think like the last fight actually lasted for like 30 minutes it was like shazam shazamming and then unshazamming and then like they're fighting in the and honestly, the best part of the last fight was Ted versus Shazam. Yeah. So like. So I wish they. I wish they'd focused a lot more on that, that too. Um, especially because, yeah, there was no real emotional pull from like the Seven Sins. You know, you didn't yeah. really care about them at all. Yeah. Um, some, I, some of the kids you don't really learn to care about either. If you put all of them, ne- if you put all of the bad guys next to each other in this, yeah. I could not tell you which one was envy, which one was lust, and which one was wrath. Exactly. So why would you make a twenty-minute fight based exactly. on these guys, right? That's what I'm saying. With they were boring villains. They were. But like, anyway. Um, to be fair, though, I guess they didn't. Th- this was a two and a half hour movie. Holy. So or. No, it was like two hours and twenty minutes. I guess. Okay, but still, that's really, really long. Yeah, considering it was a really basic movie, I think. Yeah, I think considering the amount of, uh, I guess, plot uh, amount of time they had, if they added a lot more backstory to these guys, it might have been a lot longer. Mm-hmm. But I guess they could have cut down on a lot of stuff too. Like well, that whole fight, the last fight should have lasted for like five, six. If minutes they would have refocused the fight, I think it would have brought up the movie a lot. And I already like this movie, but if they would just would have refocused it to being just all about Shazam versus uh, Savannah, mm-hmm. that would have and and like really going more into Savannah's specific problems with Shazam, mm-hmm. that would have been way, way better. Yeah. I don't really have that much to complain about in this movie, but that's probably the only real thing. Mm. 
You wish they had more. I wish that Savannah was a little better than he was, and he was already pretty good. Yeah, he was actually a really solid yeah. villain, surprisingly. Yeah. I thought he was better than whatever villains were in Aquaman. Well, um, yeah, Patrick Wilson. Yeah, yeah better than pa- I, I kind of like Black Manta, except... No, Black Manta's not Patrick Wilson. No, no, I mean... Yeah, Black Manta... Patrick Man- Wilson, I didn't like that much. Black I, Manta, I did like, but I liked didn't. Patrick Wilson because I always liked Patrick Wilson, but, like... He was not he, good in this movie. Not really, yeah. but, but like, Aquaman was a silly movie, and Patrick Wilson was a silly villain, so That's it worked. True. But he, Black Manta was, like... Honestly, Aquaman was an origin story for Black Manta. Like, if you true. had Black Manta win at the end find out that with great power comes great responsibility, you would have Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> and except that it's Aquaman. Yeah. Uh, I wish he had more... I guess I guess he's going to be the main villain in the sequel. So that's what... And I hope that's good because he was the best part of this movie, of, of, of Aquaman 1, mm. but I, I hope that he can work as a main villain instead of just as a side villain. Yeah. Because, like, as a side character, he was good, but not every side character translates to being a good main character. Yeah. Well, I mean, his whole his whole plot in the movie is that, like, there's no closure to his story. Like, the plot is that his dad dies. Yeah. And then he goes to seek revenge, and he gets the shit kicked out of him again. And that's and that's the biggest problem with him in the comics too. Is Black Manta's plot in the comics is his dad died, and he really hates Aquaman. Like, <laughs> there's a scene. There's a there's a one of my favorite my favorite comic book crossover forever evil has Batman and Lex Luthor teaming up with a bunch of supervillains one of them is Black Manta and the only reason that Black Manta joins their team is because like so to save the Justice League is because he doesn't believe that Aquaman is actually dead and he wants to be the one to kill him and I'm like there's you have no character you, you have yeah. no personality yeah well, maybe that's why you didn't get much to do in the movie yeah unfortunately. although like as, as a side character he's great mm-hmm. His motivations are really thin, and I'm not convinced he can necessarily carry a movie as a main villain. Yeah. So I hope that we'll they can figure it out if he is going to be the main villain of Aquaman 2. Yeah. So anyway, Aquaman, what would you say? <laughs> yeah, Aquaman, that was a decent movie. Uh, yeah. Uh, were we talking about another movie? I can't remember. So, like, in, in summary, I would say uh, I definitely recommend, recommend Aquaman and Shazam. Like, I think these are the two best DC movies that exist currently in this current iteration of the DC universe. That's fair. Um, I wouldn't say they're better than Wonder Woman. I would. Um, I think that, well, okay, that to be fair, I, I think Gal Gadot just, like, purely out charisma like, every every other actor in the DC universe. I I um, think Zachary Levi has her beat. Really? You think so? I think Zachary mm. Levi has her That's beat. Fair. Zachary really Levi good. is my favorite performance in the DC universe so okay. far. Fair. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'd recommend... I don't know about if I'd recommend... Aqu- I, 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 okay, I'll say, I'll say this. Like, neither of them were great movies or even, like, maybe good movies. I would... So, like, but, I would say that Shazam was actually a good movie. Aquaman, I don't think was a good movie, but it was a very, very good comic book movie, if that made sense. Like, I it was very comic that. booky, and it was yeah. really fun to watch. Yeah. Um, but I, I'd say, yeah, they were... I'd say they were both fun. Yeah. In some, in some way or form, like, I didn't regret my time in the theater. <laughs> but... I, I will say both suffered from pacing issues. Both suffered from, like, sometimes the humor felt off in some places. But while I I would agree with you there, I would say that for Shazam, it only suffered because it wasn't perfect. Like, it was really good. Mm -hmm. And I would say that this is a better movie about its... A better movie about its theme and just a better movie in general than a lot of more serious, not superhero movies. Mm. Like that, you would consider maybe good movies. Mm. I can't think of an example offhand, mm. but That's like fair. it, I thought that Shazam was actually a very good movie, mm. uh, personally. Mm. So that's a recommendation. Yeah, definitely. I would yeah. definitely recommend Shazam. Yeah. I'd so, re- I recommend it too. It's a it's a fun watch. You won't regret. And um, I think that uh, DC is doing some really interesting stuff with their universe, like. I don't know how these movies are going to tie together. Mm-hmm. Clearly, they exist in the same universe. Yeah. But at the same time, the next DC movie that's coming out, Joker, almost certainly does not. Yeah, that's a complete wild card, too. Yeah. Because it's not really inside the... I mean, the DC universe, I don't know how much that exists anymore. Yeah. But... Justice League flopped, and I think that the executives kind of don't care anymore. No, they're just kind of making movies and seeing Which what I don't mind. I think no. that's... I think it's... 
Now, I, I wouldn't ever recommend the same for Marvel because they've spent so long building up this universe. But DC tried it. It didn't work. And, like, they should just go all in and just try and do weird comic book movies. Yeah, yeah at this point, they're just kind of having fun with it. Yeah. And so I'm very excited for uh, Joker. And I think the next one afterwards is um, Suicide Squad. But Suicide it's a, Squad 2, yeah. Ish. Like, ish, it's, yeah, it's kind it. of Suicide Squad 2, except everyone is recast, except maybe Harley Quinn. Oh, Captain Boomerang's back, too. Oh, thank God. I like that guy. I like Captain Boomerang a lot. He's, yeah. like, my favorite villain. He has... He's he's so... He's so pointless. Yeah. <laughs> but, like... Uh, oh, Birds of Prey as well. Birds of Prey is, like, Harley man. Quinn movie, essentially. Yes, but that's gonna have Batgirl, which will be interesting. I guess, yeah. And uh, who's the guy? Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You, yeah, you and, you McGregor. McGregor as Black Mask. I'm um, actually excited for that. I love, and I, I love I'm you. really excited for... Uh, I'm actually really excited for Suicide Squad 2 because it's gonna have James Gunn, mm-hmm. who I think... I mean, they wanted Suicide Squad to be Guardians of the Galaxy, and there's no one who can do Guardians of the Galaxy better (laughs) than James Gunn. I have a friend who will disagree with me on that, and that friend is wrong. And he's going to listen to this, and he's going to be angry at me. This is, uh, I mean, this is also, he's probably, he was probably fueled up after getting fired by Disney, even though he's rehired now, but while he was writing the script, he was like, I better, I'm going to show Disney what they're missing out on. I hope he wrote a really good script. I hope so. I hope, I hope Suicide Squad is good. Yeah. Uh, James Gunn still has one of my all-time favorite superhero movies, Super, which you should watch. It's not on Netflix anymore, but holy, is that a good That's movie. That's the one with, like, Dwight Rain from Wilson. The Office. Right yeah, now. Dwight from The Rain Office. Wilson, yeah. uh, and what's her name? Ellen Page? Yes. Ellen Page, yeah, who actually is not... She is creepy in that movie. Like, mm. legitimately, I don't know what they're going for with her character, but it's not a good thing. Right. Although, like, she doesn't kill the movie, but she is probably the worst part of it. Uh, it's she's strange. Mm. Anyway, so you'd recommend Super? As well. I would absolutely recommend Super. Nice. Well, three rec- three re- movie recommendations for one broadcast. Yeah, That's there amazing. you go. And I haven't, I didn't go watch a movie yesterday, so I'm not going to recommend whatever I saw yesterday. So oh, okay, okay. that's that's oh, new. I guess I'd uh, I'd rec- I'd sort of recommend Us. I saw that. yesterday. Oh yeah, I I liked Us a lot. I thought yeah. it was a really good horror movie, but I didn't think it was. Uh, it missed out on a lot of the opportunities for social commentary that Get Out did. Mm. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but coming off of Get Out, I would I would see how people could consider it a disappointment, even though mm. it's a very good movie. Yeah. I'd say it was pretty solid. Um, but There were only one or two things I, in there that I like really take issue with, and I think we would have to talk about it yeah, for a lot yeah. for a long time that's to fair. get to those. Yeah. Um, but I, I would kind of recommend it. I thought it was kind of boring. Okay. Um, but that's all I'll say. But yeah. Anyway. I, I did like it. So, you know, Us, too. There you go. There's all your movie recommendations. recommendations. Aquaman, Shazam, Us, Super. Go watch those. Yeah. And then uh, come back and join us uh, two weeks from now. Next time. Uh, two weeks from when we're recording. If you can be in here in the studio with us, we'll talk to you about it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Why absolutely. We'll even sign autographs, too. Yeah, sure. Uh, we are fun. famous now. We did get to go see Shazam early. Of course. Yes. Yeah. Um, what, what's our next movie going to be? It'll oh be probably God. be the last one of the... I don't know, but it's going to be the last one of the year. We record here, at least, yeah. Uh, we'll see. Maybe we'll do something special for the next time. I don't yeah. know what that special thing will be, but maybe we'll do something special. Yeah, that'd be cool. I like uh, that. Also, Pet Cemetery comes out on Friday, so mm. like, I'm going to see that before okay. next time. So maybe maybe it's Pet Cemetery. Maybe it's... I don't know. Maybe it's yeah. Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. That's a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> Another recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that's it. Second among. <laughs>